Welcome to Art Everywhere. Tonight, my guest is G Banks. What is good? What's good? What's good? Yeah. What's good? Um, dude, we're going to pretend like we weren't talking for like 30 minutes before this. <laughs> All right, for but, sure. Uh, I, I saw some of your stuff. Like some of the some of the stories you posted, I don't know how I ended up following you, or what, but I saw the stories you posted of your new album, and I was like, "Let me check this cat out." And I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I see what I see what's going on here." Like yeah. you, you actually think about what you're gonna say. Pretty much. Yeah, man, you're you're really you're really talented, man, and um, appreciate that. So where does where does your whole style like? Where does this come from? Where does G Banks come from? Like my my rap style? Yeah, your rap style, your, your who you are um, uh, on the mic. Just 90s hip hop, 90s and early 2000s. So I was born in 93, so like late 90s, early 2000s was my era. So the, the Wu-Tang Clan, the Big L's, the Nas, the Smith & Wessons, uh, Tupac, 50 and the G-Unit, Cameron Dipset, that whole era. The yeah. golden age, really? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Yeah, because uh, you you kind of bridge the gap between like that like that era mm-hmm. and the new style. Okay, you're kind of like you're kind of like a bridge between the two, and I think it's really really cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Did 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 you give that any thought at all? Um, not really, not really. I just I was always just super inspired by like the Wu Tang. Wu Tang's that's my favorite hip hop group of all time. So Wu Tang, Tupac, and like Fifty Cent, and like Pharrell. Those are like my four main influences. So those are kind of just who I grab my inspiration from. That's pretty much who made my style. Who's your favorite Wu Tang rapper? Uh, Method Man. Method Man. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, I was always partial to Inspected Deck. Top tier verses. Bro, very top tier. Like it's like he stole the show in every triumph, anatomically, dude. Like I I still know like that whole verse. Yeah, like you know, dude. You watch the show? What? Oh, the the W? Uh, yeah, the Wu Tang show on on, on Hulu. I saw the first season. Is the second season even up? It's on season three. It's the last season. What? Yeah. Oh shit! They're like on episode like eight or seven or eight right now. Because I I saw the first season and then it like nothing for like. I didn't even know there was a second season. Yeah, you got two seasons to catch up on, two and three. Oh, it's pretty shit. good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's like really it. good. And yeah. oh, and Ghostface, his first, you know, yeah. everybody's first album was sick, dude. Tikal, Liquid Swords. Oh, uh, dude, the, Iron the Man. genius. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man was fucking sick, too. Classic album, bro. What's your favorite joint on there? Uh, I always liked that Wildflower was just like this trippy kind of like, like jazzy kind of joint. It yeah. just kind of threw you for a loop. It didn't really, you know. But uh, Daytona 500. Okay. Um, hmm. I fuck with Fish. I think that's one of my favorites. We eat fish, toss salads, yeah. and, and make rap ballads. Oh, dude. Motherless fuck. Child, that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are. Wow, dude. Those are classics, bro. Very, very. Those are classics. And I remember, uh, I, you you might be young for this, bro, but the uh, the only built bu- only built for Cuban links classic album. The the cassette was on a uh, on a purple Pur- tape. Yeah, so they call it the purple tape. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, "Yo, where my purple tape?" Yeah, "Yo, where my purple tape?" Yeah, classic. That, fucking I classic, wish I was around bro. for that era, bro. I was born the same year the uh, first Wu Tang album came out, so 36 Chambers. Dude, and that was like a big departure from the earlier style. Like the earlier style was more like, more like the older era. Um, when they were uh the all in, they were all in together now. Yeah, RZA and I think Old Dirty Bastard and Jizza, I think right. Yeah, the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, and um, they they had more of like you know like leaders of the new school, like kind of a rap group <coughs> yeah, type, yeah, yeah. type of like high energy kind of rap. Yeah. It was type, but when they came up with, uh, entered the 36 chambers, like there was nothing, nothing like that, dude. Something different. Sampling all the, all the Kung Fu films and shit. That's dope. I wish I was around to see that when it dropped. Bro, I was high as shit. <laughs> yeah. I was high as shit. I was like 13, 14 years old, cutting school. My boy would be like, Hey man, 
you up on Wu-Tang? And I'm like, huh? Like, oh, dude, you fuck with Wu-Tang? I was like, what's that? Like, oh, you don't know? Fucking boom, one earphone. Boom. And he's got the other one. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Fucking rumbling my melon, bro. Made you a fan. Yeah, Good bro. Good music. So I was going through your back catalog as well. Okay. All right. Appreciate and, that. Um, let me see. Mara, could I Bluetooth to you, bro? Yeah, let me connect right now. Okay. Oh, let me shit, see. let me turn off my Bluetooth. Because <laughs> it connects automatically to my phone. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. <clears throat> so you should be able to find it. Roadcaster Pro. Can no longer connect to Roadcaster Pro. So forget the device and then can reconnect. Let me try this. Okay, Roadcaster Pro. There we go. Yeah. For sure, for sure. There you go, you're clear. Nice. All right, so this one, th- this one really spoke to me because uh, you, um, I want to ask you about it. Okay. Oh no. The Mike Tyson sample. What you niggas talking about? We don't play your music. You Kariggas tossing the garbage now. I'm laughing at you niggas. Claiming that they rapping and watch them body stars stacking up on TV screen. Never fuck with me. I write the message on the wall. They let the beast up out the cage. And all these niggas rapping, all these niggas. If you step to me, protect you. Oh no. I haven't heard this in a while, which is funny. <laughs> and if you step to me, all right, Mario. Yeah, that's bro. I, I don't fly. I never play my shit back, so I haven't heard that in a minute. Bro, it's so good, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Appreciate dude, I, I love turning people on to this shit because they're probably like on their way to work, whatever, yeah. listening to the podcast. Yeah. And they just fucking walk in the fucking, the, they walk in the office like, man, fuck you. Yeah, all hyped up and shit. That's yeah. That's funny, man. Well, it, like, why did you pick that Mike Tyson sample? Because I, I have my theories. Uh, damn, I'm trying to go back to that project. That was last year when I put that out. So I think I recorded that the year prior. So I think I recorded that towards the end of 2020. I'm trying to think back to that. I'm just a big fan of Mike Tyson. I always like putting like samples from interviews or whatever I can find in my songs. I just feel like it, it just makes it flow better. And I think that might have been one of the last samples I was looking for. I don't know. That that just came to my that came to my head was just Mike Tyson. It's a hard record. It's the intro, it's very aggressive, lyrical. I had to get something hard. And yeah, me just bro. being a fan of Mike Tyson, I I just uh, I, I knew that that interview would be would be it. Well, it's like um I kind of linked that to your newer project, mm-hmm. like where you're like, did you, did you like take a break and then came back with this new album? Um, kind of. So the album that Oh No was on, that was of late, I think of Banks. I put that out 2021 and then all of last year, I just put out singles leading up to my new album. So yeah, like a year break from putting like a project out. So I feel like I've put a project out almost every year since I've been making music. So 2016, 2017, 2018, 19, 2020, I put out two projects, 2021. And then, yeah, I took a break last year and just did singles. Yeah, because when I'm when I'm listening to it, like your your new album, 
like I think of like the mindset that mm-hmm. Mike Tyson had to have, like the belief in himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He also lost that fight. Yeah. He, he lost that fight. You yeah. know, the, the Lennox fight that yeah. he was, that uh, he was hyping up yeah. at that point. Um, Lennox Lewis fucking beat him and he's fucking Mike Tyson was like, I'll never beat him. He's like, he's, he's, he's like, he, he's, uh, he's better than me. He's like, I'll never beat him. He's like, that man's tremendous. Yeah. He just like flipped it around. He, Mike Tyson's a fucking interesting cat. Yeah. But the mindset that he had to have to get in those kind of fights, I feel like it's the mindset you have to have to produce art. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that you're the baddest motherfucker around. Pretty much. Right? That's like, how I feel, yeah. But like in real life, like I'm talking to you outside, bro, you're like this mild-mannered cat. You're just like, yeah, bro. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty chill, bro. Yeah. I'm quiet, chill, just just a hip-hop head. Yeah, so where does the alter ego come from? Um, I think just the people that inspired me. Tupac, you hear like you know he's one of the people you can hear the emotion in his in his raps. You can hear you can hear him be very aggressive, vocal, has different styles, and just being a fan of like watching battle rap, you gotta have that aggression. You gotta learn just to be diverse. So that's where I get it from. Did you grow up rapping like early, early on, or what? No, nah, I was late to it. I didn't start. I started writing rhymes 2011, so like my first semester of college. So I was what, 18. I didn't start putting music out to 2016. So it was a huge just like gap. So I was I was late to the party. I already had homies that were already doing it for hell of years and I was just like the last one to jump on and start start rhyming. Yeah, cuz you you talk about um in wake up you talk about like your homies coming to your backyard and asking you you guys having a conversation about you know, if 10 years from now you're going to regret not putting Yeah, well that that was from an interview as well. That, that's that's from a J. Cole documentary. So that's J. Cole. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the J. Cole documentary. No, I've never he, seen it. Uh, he put it out when he dropped his last album. He did like a documentary Because it's it. you rapping it. Yeah, no, it's me rapping the, the song. But right. the, the intro where you hear them talking, that's J. Cole. And, his, and he's just talking about a conversation he was having. And I feel like it just related to like the mindset I was in with, like, with, with my music, just trying to make it. All right, let's, let's can, we, uh, can we listen to this one more? Let's see it. At that time, I was trying to get a deal. I was, I felt like I was this close to getting a deal with somebody just because my music was good and I, I had like a little bit of connections to the industry. But I also, I had just graduated college. I was broke, nigga. I was like struggling to pay my rent. I had no job. And I was kind of being complacent because I had crazy music. And I was kind of chilling, like as if that was good enough to get me to where I needed to go. My silence in the room will always be the loudest I'll be on the prowl, moving real quiet Don't make me violent, I'll be styling on these niggas Rap tyrant, cause I'm supplying Each and every individual with raps They getting higher, fulfill their desires It's getting dire, cause they liars Forgive, never forget, use your pain to inspire Setting boundaries, if you cross it You're down for one, two, three All I see is jealousy and envy Boy, I see you clearly Don't come near me, if you try me Then you disappearing Another rapper turned mystery It's astonishing Made a path in the industry looking down on me You're overlooked if you independent What sense that make? But when you make it to the top They want your hand to shake Present you with a deal with the mill Son, that can't be real why they make it harder for those On the come up trying to find a way Sleepless nights writing rhymes until the sun's up Romanticize the feeling of being ostracized You think you hurting me? I'm living in the paradise I roll a pair of dice to visualize the games in life You wanna play for keeps? Then do it cause the stakes are high what lessons you teaching? What wisdom is you preaching? Tell me. What the help when you ain't breathing? Are you scheming? Tell me. Why do we hide our wounds if we're bleeding? Tell me. I'm trying to figure out the reason. If you see it, tell me. Countless nights sending emails, never hearing back. Hitting up these blogs and record labels. I was stressing that, thinking I wasn't good enough and almost giving up. Remember when life is hard, keep going and struggles we trust. I didn't need them, I created my path. I kept it real with every lyric, was ahead of my class. I would be working my nine to five while thinking of rhymes. I would punch the clock at the studio, ain't leaving till midnight on. Determination and dedication that kept me going. I'm still trying to expand. It's sad they never noticed. Don't get taken taken serious. serious. All right, Mario. Thank you. The wake up. Bro. This is like... Like, I feel like it's like a window into your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that thing that, you know, I, I think 
people can relate to, like creatives can relate to. They're at work. Yeah. Thinking about what they really want to do. Pretty much. That's me every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm at work. I'm doing some dumb shit that, you know, got to gotta pay the rent, got to pay the mortgage, whatever. Yeah. Fucking the car note. So what, why do you keep doing it? Why do I keep doing it? Why do you keep doing it? Like what, music or? Music, your, your art. My art? Uh, that's what keeps me going. That's what I eventually want to do uh, full time. Like I'm not really, I'm not in it for like the money, but it would be cool to be able to do that and make a living off of it. So I can at least make money off of something I like doing instead of wasting my time at, you know, nine to five job I don't want to be at. Isn't that crazy that it feels like a fucking waste of time? What, working a nine to five? Yeah. Yeah. I feel it, bro. It's exhausting. Trust me, I fucking, I catch rats and skunks and fucking raccoons for a living, bro. Fuck. I mean, granted, you know, if some, somebody has a rat running around their house, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, they're really thankful when we catch the fucker. Yeah. But I'd rather be making art, bro. I feel you. That's kind of what the wake up is about, you know, something to inspire people who are like in my position, trying to, trying to make it with the raps. They feel like it's not taking off, but they just, they're still trying to find a way. And then the whole J. Cole sample, the song was inspired by J. Cole. I'm a big J. Cole fan. So that's the inspiration behind that joint. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah, man, the wake up. And I'm also a firm believer that like the intro of a project should always be like the one to catch people's attention. Like that's kind of, that's the intro to the, to the project. It should catch your attention. It should let you know what the album's going to be about. So that's kind of what the wake up is for. You got an old school mindset. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because um, you think about albums like a, like it's a, complete piece i'm an album artist that's what i consider myself i like doing you know putting out like masterpieces and bodies of work i don't really care to just do like singles that that shit gets old so yeah i just feel like it's cool to do full albums because like anybody like yeah you can make a cool single but let's say you do that shit 10 songs straight 11 songs straight that's how i feel towards a lot of people or just in hip-hop in general yeah or like people who guest on somebody's stuff and then their shit's terrible yeah it's like oh yeah so, um, yeah, I love just putting out full projects, full bodies of work, it's classics. And how do you do that? Like, do you do you go to a studio? Do you make your own beats? Like, are you, do you have a producer that you work with all the time? Or? Uh, a mixture of all that. I just started making beats last year. Haven't used any of them yet, but, like, my next project coming out, I'm going to use some of my own shit. But I have homeboys that make beats, so shout out to my homie Eli, my homie Pat. Eli, he's on, like, all my projects. So he makes he makes beats. I usually record at their spots. They got their own studios and their houses. Um, I got my own setup at home, but I'd rather just go to their crib and just get like, you know, the vibe. Being around yeah. the homies and just collabing and shit. And yeah, most of my beats come from from YouTube. I remember Dylan said that in his interview as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can I mean, people look down upon like YouTube beats, but like I pay to use all of them. Like I lease them. They give you like a certain type of contract. And it's just because it's it's easier access than hitting up my homies for beats or trying to make something. Like, I'm always on YouTube just looking for shit. And if I hear something I like, I can just lease it. I can, I mean, you could buy it, but that shit gets really pricey. And I'm just like, I can't afford it. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just lease it for the yeah. cheap, for a cheaper version. But yeah, just a mixture. How does that work? How does the leasing work? Um, producers, like, so if you find a beat on YouTube and, like, you fuck with it, they'll have, like, a link to their website, usually BeatStars. I don't know if you've ever heard of BeatStars. It's, like, a website pretty no. much all, like, producers use to put all their beats on there. And they have different types of leases. So if you want to lease, like, the MP3 file, it'll be, like, 30 or some shit, the WAV file, 50. And then, like, the contract will say, like, how many, like, monetized streams and stuff like that you can get. But it's just super simple. It's, it's easy access to, like, something that I like if I find it. And you just go to your friends and have them Frankenstein your, you know, your tracks and the the beat. Uh, yeah, that's I usually record out there at their cribs. That's fucking cool. Are you? So when you're going into a project, do you have like an outline for like where you want to go with it? <clears throat> um. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so like this last project, it was all just like mellow. Very mellow. That was kind of like my mindset. Um, mostly because I feel like I've always done like a lot of like, I don't want to say like aggressive raps. I guess I just wanted to tone it down and chill. Uh, a lot of the music I was listening to around that time was very like mellow as well. So it was also inspired by that. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a departure for sure. Yeah. It was more, it reminded me of... Um, like Bay Area raps from 
like the late nineties when like the like the rowdy cats started like calming down a little bit. Like beats to chill too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of what what it reminded me of. Were you into Bay Area rap at all? Not really. It was no? mostly like New York, New York rap or like LA, but mostly New York. That's like most of my influence comes from. But some Bay Area. Um Souls of Mischief. Oh yeah. Hieroglyphics, you know. Yeah, like, like more hip hop centric. Yeah, underground type shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking tight. You yeah. also are a big anime nerd. Yeah. I do a lot of anime, anime bars and a lot of my raps. Uh yeah, that's kind of where I get my inspiration from as well. I can I can watch a fight scene or some shit and I can just turn it into turn it into a rap, turn it into a bar. I can play certain video games, turn it into a rap, turn it into a bar. Like Yeah, cause what was it? You don't you don't pop pills, you I don't pop Zans, I pop Sensu beans. Yeah, I was like, this dude. <laughs> he hit us with the Dragon Ball Z. And I actually don't like Dragon Ball Z, which is funny. What? I hate it. But is it because they charge up for three episodes? That and it's just basic. It's just it's like generic. I grew up watching it. It's one of the first ones I saw as a kid. Like just same with all my other homies. But as I got older, I discovered like more animes that were just like, okay, this shit's way Let's keep the story moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why are you charging up for four episodes? Pretty much. But yeah, anime, video games, that's like all my inspiration, old school hip hop. I can just mix all that shit together. Also, dude, thanks for turning me on to vitamin water. Oh, yeah. You never had it before? Never had it before. Really? When this fucking uh, 50 Cent shit? Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, didn't he? Like, I think he sold it to Coca-Cola, right? He sold it for hella money. For millies, yeah. dude. He's actually like, the one that got me to drink it like as a Like 600 million or something, something like that? I was like, I'm still a huge 50 Cent fan. It's one of my biggest inspirations. I got to meet him when he came out here. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I, I saw that picture. Yeah. When he was at the Rayleigh's. Yeah. He was yeah. in the one in Fair Oaks, pulled up. Yeah, dude. And what was that drink he was? Uh, I don't even remember. Because I, I, yeah, Branson, something. I don't, I don't drink. But it was cool to meet him, like meet one of my idols. I passed him my album. He said he'll check it out, but you know. Yeah. We'll it's see. Like, but. <laughs> I mean, he still took it, so I was like, "Fuck it." He was hella, nice of him. He was hella nice. He took it. Yeah. But that was that was dope. I never thought I'd be able to meet someone I was just, you know, what I mean, huge fan of my whole life. That's fucking so, cool, man. And dope. he was cool. He was the nice as fuck, bro. Oh, dude. nice as fuck. That's fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met anybody that I was like a super fan of. He's the only one for me. Like I've met uh, like comedians and shit that I like. Okay. But I've never been like. Like, never anybody that was, like, fucking that I geeked out over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember I, I walked up and I saw this comedian. I knew who he was, but I didn't know his his work all that well, like, his specials and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was, like, at the bar at um, the Punchline in uh, over in Arden. Mm -hmm. And after the show, he was at the bar and he was, like, stretching his back. I go, hey, man, this is a great set, dude. It's funny as shit. And he's like, yeah, thanks, man. He's like, hey, you know, uh, tell your friends, man. Tell them to come on out. He's, a, I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh. he's like, man, my fucking back's killing me. I was like, just a regular dude, bro. Just a fucking regular dude. <laughs> yeah. And now that dude's blowing up, uh, Sam Morrill. I've never heard of him. All right, dude, he's funny. He's a New York comic. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Before he before he popped real big out here, we we got free tickets. We went to Aftershock music uh festival yeah yeah and uh they were giving them away they were giving away tickets to the punchline they're like hey come over here get us get a uh buy a aftershock t-shirt or whatever and get free tickets and oh, i was like okay. it was plugging okay let's fucking come on okay so uh i got two tickets and my buddy got two tickets and then he ended up giving those to me he's like you you and your girl go i was like fuck it like let's go man yeah so we that's ended dope. up seeing some pretty good comics okay that's dope mm-hmm for the F. Bro, I'm going to be honest. I think I like the Tropical Citrus. You like it better than this one? I think so. Yeah? I think so. This this one and another one called Dragon Fruit. Those are my two favorites. Oh, dude. Those the are the, the two pink, I was, I was waffling one. between. Yeah the, yeah, the Dragon Fruit, that one. But I saw the Tropical Citrus and I'm like, that's kind of my shit. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. I'm glad you fuck with it, bro. I've been drinking this shit for years. Well, my kids like it, that's apparently. Hey, they they hey. downed the two I originally had bought for them. Yeah. For, for my for the podcast last week. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Pouring up. Yeah, dude. Usually when we're pouring shit, it's, you know. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. But it's nice to take a break, bro. You know? 
Because Monday nights, we usually, I mean, we rarely get loose. Maybe last time we were drinking the whiskey with the. I didn't drink the whiskey. <laughs> bro, we got, you know, a beer and a shot for me is like, ooh, we're getting there. You know what I mean? Because I, I still got to drive home. So I'm like, yeah. I can't get I can't get too loose. Yeah. And if I, you know, luckily I, I live close by. So. Okay. You know, I can get home before it hits. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> so. Turn it up. Yeah, I I try not to, bro. I'm too old for that shit. Like turning up is like three beers, in you know in two hours. If I have three beers in two hours, I'm like, uh, you're done. Yeah, I'm like, I I gotta start drinking water <laughs> before I go to bed. That's funny. Well, bro, you know you gotta know your limits. You gotta know like when to push through. I don't know when to fucking know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Yeah. You know that type of shit. I feel it. So what's your favorite track on the new album? Um, it's a tough one, man. I feel like it always changes. Uh, probably Dreams of Motivation. Let me see. Dreams of Motivation, yeah. Got the Alan Iverson interview at the beginning. Shout out to AI. And when I lose, this is what I got to go through. When I lose... I can't win them all. I'm human. I'm just like y'all, man. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. Tell me what your motivation is. Do you dream to make it big? Couple cars, couple cribs. Are you really working towards it? Did you put the hours in? Do you trust in the struggle when you don't see the bliss? I'm like, whoa, tell me what your motivation is. Do you dream to make it big? Couple cars, couple cribs. Are you really working towards it? Did you put the hours in? Do you trust in the struggle when you don't see the bliss? I'm like, whoa, I don't understand you. I need more room to grow. I know you can't handle me. I keep my eyes peeled when I lay low. Cause they wanna keep tabs, never say where you go. Oh, having dreams is what you need to stay free When you think about the world, life is never what it seems You never know who to trust and the lies you can't see When you have too much of something, you will fall to a degree They got their hands out, we don't give handouts Now they believe in you, but back then they had doubts Speak your mind, tell the truth, what was that about? Your dreams came true, first is what they mad about They never understood your morals and your methods, damn They couldn't comprehend your movements, now they in a jam Was giving verses for free, now I need a band Started my legacy at the bottom on the throne I stand, homie, pay the price, pay the price, pay the price. Got you sitting back, now you thinking about your life. Tell me what's the purpose of them hearses, real ones. Are we turn on never die? Watch yeah, it's probably for sure my favorite. It's really good, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Just a good, like, good song to motivate people to keep going. Sunny day type of joint you can listen to. Yeah, top down. Pretty much, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of what down. I was going for. Shit bumping. Yeah. Thank you, Mario. So yeah, a whole different vibe for this project, bro. I was yeah, just it's very laid back. Yeah, I think it just kind of represented what I was going through the year prior. Just quitting my job in 2020, uh, towards the end of 2021, and then selling hoodies, sweatshirts, and then being unemployed, and then having to pay that shit back, so then I had to get another job, and then losing my dad last year, so it kind of just all played in to my album. That's kind of why I just toned it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man, because it, it's hard to just live with your foot on the gas, like nonstop. Man. That's facts. You know, I mean, you can you can do it for as long as you can do it, but yeah, there's something about like letting go. Yeah, and just being able to just kind of Cruise. take a step back. Yeah, you know I mean, and just let. Sometimes you got to, like, let the momentum dissipate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can really gather where you're at as a person. Yeah. Like, I've found that if I keep, if I keep going, like, if I'm, like, on an artistic streak, mm -hmm. like, I'm just going, 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 after a certain amount of time, like, I, I'll start repeating myself. Mm -hmm. You know? And, yeah. I, and I just feel like there's... Like I've I've reached the end. Like I've literally been in the middle of a painting, and I'd gone like, okay, we're done here. Yeah. You know, just because I had to. It's like when Forrest Gump is running, and then he just stops, mm -hmm. and he's like, "I'm pretty tired. <laughs> Think I'll go home now." Yeah. And he just starts like walking through, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like that's like that's it. Like you just run it out of your system. Yeah. And then you just need time to to regroup. And then see like what, you know, look back on what you've done. Yeah. Look back on what, 
the things you've done have taught you. That's you know, right. that's that's the other thing. Yeah. But I think um I think real artists like when when you get in that in that mindset of like like personal growth. Yeah. Like real artists like will gain a lot mm-hmm. from what their own art has taught them. Yeah. Like what what is your what has your art taught you about yourself that you didn't know like consciously that came out subconsciously? Um that I always have a lot to say in my music. Um I'm trying to think. That was a good question. Just show me what I what I have to offer to the world, what I have to offer to people. Whether it's making something that can get people through, you know, a bad day, something to get them motivated, um, something to keep my, you know, my homies going. Most of my homies, they all make music or do some type of form of art, whether it's, you know, photography, graphic illustration, producing videos. Yeah, I just want to inspire others. That's kind of what my whole purpose is for, like, this music. Keep, keep people going, inspired, you know, showing people a different... I don't want to say different type of hip hop, just different styles, I guess. Like it's cool. Like I can be lyrical, and aggressive all day, but it's cool to just switch it up, you know. Throw throw some anime shit in there, video games, sample some shit. Yeah, that's. Well, that goes back to Wu Tang. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and they're they're rapping about like old school WWF shit. Yeah. Like deep cuts. Yeah. Like fucking Wahoo McDaniel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the the RZA said, "I'll stamp a mud hole in you, like Wahoo McDaniel." Yeah. And it's like. Who the fuck is Wahoo McDaniel? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? And uh, it was like a fucking wrestler from the 70s that they grew up watching. Yeah. And then it's just, uh, I don't know. I just, music just keeps me keeps me going and it just it helps me grow. You know, when I first started writing rhymes, I was just writing just long ass fucking like verses, just long ass like lyrical verses. And then after a while, I was like, like this shit's cool, but no one's going to want to hear this shit for a full fucking project straight. Like even I don't want to hear that shit for a full project straight. It gets, it gets boring. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Like you gotta, you gotta be diverse. You gotta show some type of like different, different styles, you know. And I feel like I, I make stuff like whenever I make like a, a project or something on there for everyone, you know what I mean? What song surprised you the most? Like, like when it was done, like when when you wrote it, you're like, all right, this is cool, and then you you put it down, and you hear the finished piece, and you're like, fuck, like that. I did not expect that. Um, probably. 9 p.m. in Sacramento, which is the the outro. That was like the first single I put out for the album. That was that's my first song to get over like 100,000 streams. Can we listen to that? Here we go. Hey yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? Your boy Chief Banks is back to business And my level's in the heavens, so you can't compare this All these other rappers frontin', so I leave no witness Cash rules, Cash rules getting money, what attitudes? Hear a loud boom, and that's the end of your crew Grabbing the brooms, sweep your crew, cause we the legion of doom Goons puffin' on Mary Jane, my mind zooms from the fumes Understand my methods, no subliminals in my records Now we two-steppin', we ain't judging your imperfections So we switch directions, you feel connections when I make these records The words I rhyme, grab your brain waves and start caressing. The moon under West Coast skies We roll deep every time in case they try to divide Bonfires and palm trees You ain't down with the homies If you see me in the spot, don't say what's up You don't know me, I'm just being real I'm being honest, homie, where's the honor? Loyal to the wrong people, homie, why'd you bother? They'll take you out and pay respect, you can call it karma I'm introverted, disappear, you can never follow Yeah, I give it up to my city To the homies of the underground and the mainstream Even if you see me solo, I still represent my team Praying that my music takes me further for the finer things Uh, yeah, you see the Red carpet rolling out And when you feel my aura You gon' think you haven't bound They handed me the crown And they kneeling down It's going down Diggy, diggy down Diggy, diggy down Now one, two, three And to the four That boy G Banks Is knocking at your door I said five, six, seven, eight, nine I came here to party But she messing up the vibe Now one, two, three And to the four That boy Ace Nigga was kicking down your door I said five, six, seven, eight, nine You were speaking on my name Then you try to run and hide, huh? I'm zoning out I'm not hearing you When you talking that's tight, dude. Yeah, this. Hey, that bass line, that's the stank face bass. Yeah. You know, the, the sweaty brother playing the bass and he's making a face like when he does that zoom up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the somebody's looking at him going, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking, nah. I miss that, like jamming with other people. Yeah. Like when you see, see someone in the zone and they don't, don't give a fuck. 
You're just making the stank face. Like, mm, It'd mm. be like that in the studio. Bro. So, yeah, this is probably one of the songs that, that surprised me. G Banks, people. Yes, sir. 9 p.m. in Sacramento. Song. And it's damn near 9 p.m. now. Hey. Yep, two minutes till. <laughs> A song for the city. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I heard this beat and I was like, yup. Gotta go crazy. So, with it. thank you, Mario. Do you, so you, you curate all the beats? You're like, okay, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. And you just pull them together and you. Pretty much, yeah. And you send them to your. To your producer, whatever, whoever's like cooking up the track for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I bring it to them. Like, I don't like going to the studio until the whole project's like written. That's that's how I usually do my my music. I think this this was like the first project where I just did it in parts. So I recorded like part of it at my homeboy Eli's house, the other half at my homeboy Pat's house, just so I can just have music coming in from both sides. Cause usually my boy Eli, he mixes all my shit, but I didn't want to like just dump, you know, 11 songs on him. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me just split it in between both my homies and I can get the project done quicker. It feels really cohesive. Yeah. For, for that being the case, it seems really cohesive. Yeah. They, they, they work a lot together. Yeah. They're close friends. That's, I met Eli through my homeboy, Pat. They have went to, I think high school together. So it was like two of my close homeboys that I'd be doing music with. But yeah, they usually help me out with my projects, you know, mixing, mastering, recording me and all that. But yeah, I have a, I have a good ear for beats. I think that's just my one of my gifts just from being like a big hip hop nerd. Uh, even when it comes to putting like the track list together, like certain songs have to be a certain number. And I feel like a lot of artists don't think about that. Like when you put certain songs in certain spots, I feel like it kind of throws the project off. Like if you have something like, you know, hella aggressive and the next joint is something like sad and depressing, it's like you could have put that shit somewhere else. You know what I mean? There's there's a flow to it. Yeah, there's a flow to it. So yeah. that's always my my mindset. Like I always know which song's gonna be the intro and the outro and like the interlude. And then everything else has to has to go around it. Well, I heard um I heard somebody breaking it down. They said, you know, think of sides of an album. Yeah. Like when you listen to like a, a double LP, yeah, right. If you if you have a vinyl album, there's gonna be like four songs on the first side of an album. Mm-hmm. It's like so that's like a mini album. Yeah. So you you have the first song that's gonna catch people, and then you're gonna go wherever you're gonna go, and then the fourth song should usually be kind of a wind down or whatever. And this is this is just his theory, right? And then the when you flip the record over, it's a new album almost. Yeah. So there's like this new energy. So there's like almost like sweets, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just kind of curating like, like the art for the listener. Yeah, pretty much. Even though the fucking shuffle button has kind of ruined things. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I hate that. I don't want people listening to my shit on shuffle. Like it's kind of like, it's a, it's like a story. You gotta, you gotta do it in, in order. You know what I mean? After you play it in order a couple of times, then you can put it on shuffle. I ain't tripping, but for the first listen, you know what I mean? First one through 11. You know, I didn't, uh, I, I always nerded out on music. Mm-hmm. Like even before I knew what all the sounds were. Yeah. Like even now, I'm not sure what some of the sounds are in, in music, but I'm always trying to figure out like, oh, how did they do that? Oh, look at, they fucking, they doubled that right there. That's nice. You know what I mean? And then they, they drop one out and then they come up with a different <clears> instrument, like doubling that. Like, oh, that was fucking slick. Like, I, I love that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. But- when I used to get albums when I was in prison, mm-hmm. it was like, it was so hard. It was like, it was so hard to get music, but I would tell my family like, Hey, look, if you could get me a quarterly package, like, you know, four times a year, right. My, my folks would be able to get me a little something. I'd be like, look, I'm going to order some CDs. So I'd get, you know, two CDs or whatever. And I, I had this ritual where I would put, a CD on, and I'd listen to it while I'm putting all my shit away. Mm-hmm. Right, I'd go to R&R, pick up my fucking box, and then I'd take it back to the cell, put on the CD, and I'd just like catch like the feel of the CD, okay. like how it feels. And then I'd go like, oh, that song? What song is that? I'd look at it, I'm like, all right, cool. And then, you know, I'd get the next CD, put that one on, and kind of do the same thing, like clean the cell, do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I would do the deep dive, Okay. which was... 
I would turn off the lights. I'd put the pillow over my face. Okay. Like after lights out, I put the pillow over my face. I'd have the headphones on, and I'd just get lost in the music. Yeah. And just try to pick out like every little vocal track, every little like, why'd you pan it that way? Why'd you pan that sound hard left? Why are you like in a soft center with that? Like why? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And like the vocal harmonies and you know just trying to put all the sounds together. Yeah. I fucking love that shit, dude. I feel you. You know what I mean? I and you. and the flow of an album, like when you listen from start to finish, it's like oh, it's like it's consuming art and it's like in the way it's supposed to be consumed. You know? Yeah, that's that's what I do for man. I like like I said, I like doing bodies of work. So the the track list and where songs go is very important to me. Even like the singles I put out are super important as well, because I kind of have like the old, like the early two thousand type of thing where like you know artists would put out, I guess like a club record. Next one would be maybe like a record for like the girls or like a love song, and then the last one it might just be like a hard like you know for the streets. Yeah, something like that. So that's pretty much like my format for almost like every project. So nine p.m. That was I guess you can say the the club. Or whatever, something that just gets people going. Even though I'm just, I'm really just spitting the whole song, but it's still something to get people going. And then I did what was after that? Hakeem's episode. That was just lyrical shit, just rhyming. My homeboy sampled um, "Best Friend" by uh, Brandy, and he played that shit for me. I was like, "Yep, I need that. I need that." Because <laughs> he wasn't gonna do nothing with it. I was like, "Nah, I need that." And then I, then the last song I put out was the love song "Moonrise." So. Just showing different different vibes, giving people, you know, a little taste of the album. That's fucking dope, dude. I appreciate that, man. I work hard on the shit. Trying. Yeah. Trying. So what what has been your biggest what what was the biggest hurdle you had to come like overcome as an artist? Um recording my music for the first time. Cause I was I was super like nervous to do it. Cause I'm, I, I'm very shy. Like I'm quiet and shit. And I don't like the way when I first started, I didn't like the way I sounded like recorded. I'm like, ah, oh, I sound like that. Like, I mean, a lot of people kind of have that feeling. Like anytime they hear themselves recorded and I was like, oh, this shit sounds kind of weird. Like, but like the lyrics were there, but I don't like the way that I sounded. So just getting in the studio that first time and putting my shit out there, that was like the, the first big step. And then once like niggas started hearing it and they're like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, all right, now I can, no, I, I keep going. I keep going. So when you're like laying down the tracks, are you looking at everybody else in the room, like, is this working? Usually it's just me and whoever I'm recording with. I don't like having like a bunch of bunch of people in the studio. Well, like when you play it back, you wouldn't play it back with for anybody? Not really. I like keeping my shit like just tight, you know what I mean? The only people that would hear it is whoever I'm recording with. So if I'm at Eli's house, he's the one that hears all the shit because he's pretty much, he'd be on the project as well. If I'm recording at Pat's house, then he's the one to hear it. Like sometimes I'll show people like before the album comes out, there's like certain people I'll play a couple songs for. But nah, I usually just keep all my shit under wraps. You know what I mean? Close to the vest. Pretty much, you know? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, especially because I, I make I make short projects, so I don't want to like show people shit hella early when I'm only doing 10, 11 songs. So I'd rather just have them that's wait. A, that's a fucking full album, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's full. I mean, but in terms of like minutes wise, I do like 30 minutes, 32 minutes. Because that's kind of the era we're in. Like even I have a short attention span. When artists be putting out 20 songs, I'm like, bro, I don't want to play this shit. I don't give a fuck if you're my favorite artist, dog. 20, 19, 19 songs, 20 songs. I got to listen to it in parts. So that's why I feel like certain people's mindset, I, I feel like if you look at, I guess, like the streams or like listens on a song kind of starts to like die down during a certain number, which is why I do like smaller, smaller projects. What do you mean by that? Um, like... If someone has a project that's, let's say, like 15 songs or 16, one through like six or seven might have, you know, like more listens than the rest because they're kind of just dwindling down. Oh, they're like, okay, next. Yeah, type shit. People are so fickle, bro. I know. The internet has like made that a thing. Pretty much, which it sucks. So, I mean, that's always on my mind too when I drop projects, but because I do short projects and I usually put out three singles... Usually I do like 10 songs. This is the first one I did like 11. But if I'm doing 10 songs, I'm putting out three singles. There's only seven songs left for you to listen to pretty much. So yeah, that works. They'll get through it. They'll get through it. Dude, my son won't, my five-year-old, he won't sit through movies. He goes, 
who like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking halfway through a movie, he will go, I'm bored. It's like how, like what, dude? It's not fucking little right. shit. What the fuck are you talking about? You're bored. That He's like, funny. uh, can I have your phone? I'm like, dude, what? That's funny. But it's a different era. Like it is. they're watching, you know, three to seven minute videos. Yeah. You know I mean, they're watching fucking Ryan's World or whatever the fuck they're watching, Blippy and shit. Yeah. And they're like these seven minute videos, like twelve minute videos max. Yeah. And then the next one, and the next one, and they just consume them like. However, oh, let's go back and order. Man, if I wanted to watch Transformers as a kid, I had to be up yeah. at fucking seven, was it seven in the morning on channel 44, I'd have to watch that shit. And if I missed it, fuck, fuck. Yeah, there was no- There's no get backs. There was no Netflix, none of that shit back None of that day. shit. We're not running nothing back. Yeah. So, you know, the it's just the way people consume music- Movies, I think just about everything, dude. Yeah. It's just everything has to be condensed. Everything has to have like pop to get any shine. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of a shame. A little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I like a slow burn, bro. Yeah. I like Lord of the Rings. That shit's three and a half hours, bro. Well, actually, it's like, I think it's like 12 hours. If you watch all three. Nah. That shit's too long. Bro, I, I did it. Yeah? I did it, yeah. That's I commitment. Well, it, I mean, I took like... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like a lover <laughs> dispute out there? Or is know. it just a crazy guy arguing with himself? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a crazy guy arguing with himself. That's oh, funny. You know, he's making some... Fucking good points. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Gotta, shout, shout out to him. <laughs> he's got to hear himself out. But, dude, there's a lot of Sacramento rappers. Yeah, that's And my, my niece, I mean, uh, my sister-in-law, she said that she was um, hanging out with one of her friends. Mm-hmm. And her friend's friend was there. And he's like, hey, 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 listen to my listen to my rap. Listen to my rap. And like they he put a song on the fucking Bluetooth. And he's like, what do you think? And they both went. I mean, you know. Yeah. And she goes, uh, he's like, no, no, but what do you think about it? And my sister-in-law told him straight up, she goes, You sound like every other Sacramento rapper. And I was like, oh. Oh. And I knew exactly what she meant. Like, I, I don't have to hear the guy rap. No, I know. I know there's a Sacramento sound. sound. Yeah. And I don't know if people know that there's that they're sliding into it. I feel like people have been sliding into it. But it's just it's just a thing because, you know, it gets a reaction because, like, that's the home team. That's the home team sound. Yeah. Right? But when I hear cats that are, like, like very different and have their own voice. Like yeah. like you, like Dylan. Yeah, shout out to Dylan. My shout out to Dylan, the real Maharaj. Yeah, that's the homie. Bro, first time I heard that dude rap, I was like, what the fuck? This, this dude works at fucking Golden One? Rapping like that. Yeah, fucking <laughs> cashing checks. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Dylan, man. Oh, uh, man, that dude's cool, bro. I like so, it, dude. He ducked out for a minute, too, on, uh, on social media. He dipped for a minute, and he was like... That nigga always does that shit, bro, like... <laughs> I'll text him and he won't hit me back for two, three months, weeks. That's that's what he does. Bro, I feel like the same shit happened when like when I DM'd him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just hits me back like fucking three weeks later. He's like, oh bro, I've been like crazy busy. You know what I mean? That sounds like Dylan, bro. Bro. <laughs> but like he, he's always got the right energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that dude's always been consistent. That's facts. That's facts. And that's he's fucking right. dope, dude. He is. I gotta get him on the next project, man. Dude, I would love to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah, he he knows it. I'm trying to I'm trying to produce a project for him too since I've been making beats. So I think that's also that's that's on my whiteboard at home in my room to executive produce something for Dylan. Like that's like number one on the list, literally. So what are you, um, what are you looking to do? As far as executive produce, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean making beats, and then I guess just try to. Pick the pick the best ones for him. Like curate a good a good track list for him. So um, just like the overall flow of yeah the project yeah because he's more like 
he's more like aggressive hardcore. Yeah. I, I want to like kind of like I don't want to say tone him down, just bring him into like some chill shit. You okay, know, that some, could be interesting. Some mellow shit. Some something that's like that's out of his his norm. Something that'd be different for him. Something that's not a fucking submachine gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause that dude just he starts dropping some shit. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like he'll drop like 16 bars and not breathe. That's he he likes to rap fast. I know he's he's big on like Eminem and he's just as big like 50 Cent fan like me. I know he's big on Tupac, so we kind of have a lot of the same influences. Yeah, dude. I'd funny. love to hear I'd love to hear that project, dude. Yeah. So listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh I ask everybody this. You know, because it's getting that time. Yeah. Um, let's just say you go to autograph signing. Mike Tyson's going to be signing autographs. And he, <laughs> you're going to go go see Mike Tyson because, hey, dude, it's Mike Tyson. Yeah. And you go. And you don't come back. We don't know where you went, bro. Where'd G Banks go? I don't know. Yeah. Go on, man. Where'd he go? And all that's left is what you left behind. Okay. Your legacy. Okay. Like, what do you hope your legacy is? What do you hope to leave behind? <clears throat> um... A message in my music, something that people can play, you know, forever, timeless, timeless music, something that will inspire, um, something that people can live by, um, just known as being like a dope MC, a dope artist, someone that just wants to push the culture forward, especially for Sacramento. You know, I don't have the typical Sacramento sound, so something that people can, I guess, relate to for the people that rap like me or have the same influences. But yeah, just to inspire. Thank you, man. Beautifully said. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, so where can people find you, dude? Um, shit. Spotify, oh, Spotify, Apple Music, G Banks, uh, Twitter, Instagram, official G Banks. Yeah, everywhere, man. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to you, Phil. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Everybody, yes, sir. It's my pleasure, man. It's Appreciate uh you. it's it's cool to link up with, with a real artist man and um appreciate you know that, that people just might not know about so <laughs> I, I i feel honored that you would come and join me so i appreciate you for having me bro yes this is dope it's dope to talk about my music with someone so let's go it's Ill. all right let me know when you're dropping some new shit we'll uh we'll have you back on i got you bro all right so, man so. so that's it for this one and as always this podcast is brought to you by we are sacramento and the loft Cheers.